0: People are resigning because their work doesn't suit them anymore. I
1: would highly recommend Hut 6 Nothing is unachievable. The superpowers that they have can create a difference in people's lives.
0: You are listening to the Invisible Skyscrapers podcast.
1: Hi and welcome to the HUTSIX 6 podcast. It's been a very long time. We're doing a little bit lightweight now. We're not doing it with the whole studio. I have to be careful not to have my voice too loud. But I've got no idea what episode this is, but we've had a break of 14 months. So it's been a while. I'd like to introduce my co-host, who's actually not officially been recognized <laughs> as the coup, the chief operating officer in the last 12 months. And so much has happened.
0: Yes, I'm so exhausted. much. The skyscrapers are now visible. There's a lot that's been <laughs> happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're relatively visible. Uh, in the last... 12 months since we've been off the air. We have done so much stuff. We reorganize things. We've talked to lots of people. We've been to Adelaide many times. Of course, we're still based in Alice Springs, Erica and I. We have an office at lot 14 on North Terrace, mm-hmm. the old Royal Adelaide Hospital in Tech Central in the Eleanor Harold building, yeah. as we know it, Yeah, up on the top floor looking over Frome Street. Mm. So it is very cool. How are you, Erica?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm good. I feel like we've definitely achieved... A lot and i think there's a lot more that we're we're going to achieve i think definitely the last year was getting a lot of our processes systemized and getting a lot more organized on managing our tech debt i think it's been one of the biggest
1: tech debt that's a big word yes lots and lots of tech debt yeah
0: because everyone has tech debt you can't not have it and i think that's a big part of it of going okay what are the life cycle of our client systems what are the life cycle the technologies that we use What do we want to keep? What do we want to leave? And then how much time should we commit to maintaining it, really?
1: And we've gone from, for all the people listening, we've gone from a fairly general services business, even though people know Hut 6 for what we do, to actually what the original goal was. We've gone from about 300 clients down to about 12%. 12, yeah. yeah. So that has been a challenge in itself. It's also been a challenge having staff that are more aligned with the business. We now have a team that's mostly based in Adelaide. And we have, of course, Stuart still with us in Sydney mm. doing his thing, and the clients that we've got and the projects we've got um, are now quite varied. So we're not just working in the space we were before, and not just. And mostly... by that
0: you mean not just in the not-for-profit space, correct? Or like not... yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: you know, it's been very pleasant to be at Lot 14 and uh, get referrals from being in that space.
0: Yeah, and I guess we have really you mentioned before with about 300 clients or so up until. Probably officially 18 months ago, I yep. guess. I mean, a lot of those have moved on to Bullet or have moved on elsewhere, which is fine. And I think a lot of the clients that were left over were all not-for-profits NGOs. And then now we're getting back into the private sector. But the private sector transition for us has changed quite a lot in a more collaborative sense. Instead yep. of the, yep. here's a deliverable... You have to deliver this like one-way conversation. Yep. It's become more of a neutral two-way conversation.
1: So, certainly from my perspective to see how things have changed and how much more systemized things have come. And I don't know whether this will actually interest anyone that's listening, but it really has made a massive difference going from a fly by the seat of your pants business mm. that Brad was running to a collaborative team who everybody's involved at every level. And people actually have responsibilities. And so do the clients, which has been an interesting Mm. transition, I think, for Hut 6 to actually have our clients become much more involved rather than this, like, oh, look, let's just come up with a concept and we'll deliver it.
0: Yeah. And I think on that, we used to make decisions on behalf of our clients. And to an extent, that's why you would come to a agency or you would go to a consultant is because you don't know what you should do. And so you're asking for help. But again, that was being one way where we would take ownership of a problem for a client, make decisions for them, not necessarily tell them what decisions that we've made, but we've made them and implemented it into their software and their ways of working. And that kind of ownership ended up being quite detrimental for both us and our clients because decisions are being made that were actually not in the best interest of either party and caused increased security risks. It caused potential violations to clients' privacy policies, higher costs for both parties, and we just we can't make those decisions for clients.
1: And, and I would say you just touched on cybersecurity here just briefly. In the world, in the last 18 months, that's been a significant mm. change with the amount of breaches that have happened and we had to relook at what we were doing and transition across to Amazon. Do you think that that's been a good move?
0: Moving to Amazon Web Services, yes, definitely. Definitely been a good move. But I think there is so much more to uncover there. We definitely moved into Amazon basically replicating a like dedicated server environment instead of looking at it as a holistic suite of, I don't, it's more than a dozen products that AWS has under it. And we are not using enough of them. And we've also set up our servers so that they are mimicking what we had on a dedicated server environment.
1: Yeah, and we've been working with Daryl at Fluid 5, which has been very advantageous. So big shout out to Daryl and also out to Amazon for referring us. Yeah. Because it has been a terrific partnership.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so I think definitely I'm very excited with the capabilities of Amazon and the serverless systems. I've been working today with Ross, who works for us, and looking at all of the subscriptions that we have for all of our developer tools, because we've got about 20 and going, all right, we can lose about six off the bat, which can be done in Amazon. And utilizing those tools at Amazon will reduce our bill because we can do bulk discounts by using those different tools. And also just makes it easier for us to onboard and manage our own staff. And I think what's the, the irony of Hard Six existing as a business to reduce the onboarding headache that our clients feel with their high staff turnover and managing having a central port to manage client information and staff access. We actually haven't done that internally so that no. some of them, it's quite ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when someone does join the team, we have to onboard them into 20 developer tools plus Slack, our time tracking system. We've got zero for payroll. We've got all these things. There's yeah. probably about 30 different tools and SaaS yeah. products just off the top of my head alone and I wanna actually do what we do for our own clients internally and it's always the mechanic has got the worst car.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's felt a bit like blue tack and sticky tape. Yeah. At points because we that's just the way the business grew. So twelve months, what's your highlight?
0: The of the last twelve months? I think probably I have Two, I think one of them is definitely getting into what 14. That was really
1: Yeah, i agree with that. I
0: feel in on like personal levels and then professional. I feel like that was really exceptional. And my second highlight is actually re like redeveloping our relationships with all of our existing clients and working with them. And we've got all of our clients now on consistent retainer plans for managing their tech debt, managing new features. We report on them, you report on the apps to our clients every quarter of their usage and all sorts of key metrics. And we've actually now got a two-way communication with our client. Instead of waiting for them to email us, we're actually preemptively emailing them at least every quarter saying, hey, this is what's happened in the last quarter. We think we should fix these issues. We also, there will be upgrade to the framework in the 12 months time. We need to budget for that. What other ideas do you want to do? So, so,
1: given that was never really the case before, and we almost got annoyed when people contacted us, mm. do you think that's been a positive change, but not in, externally, but also internally for our team?
0: I think so, definitely, because one of the the main stresses with the team was, and this is the cause of anxiety in general, is you, is not knowing, and so having this kind of impending, almost a, when you it's like when you in the wet season and you see the the, the storm coming across, across you can hear it three blocks away. It's, oh my God, we have this app and we've got to do this, the framework upgrade in 18 months and this thing's deprecated and you're like, all this stuff is broken and I don't know when I'm going to fix it or how this is going to impact the future or when this is allocated in the JIRA board for me to do this. And so that not knowing part is now definitely lessened because we're like, yep. okay, yep. so we're going to do these upgrades in March for all of these clients. These upgrades will wait until the new financial year for budgetary reasons or client capacity reasons. So that angst is gone because it's, oh yeah, that's a deprecated feature, but we're going to fix it in six months time. So tick, flick onto the next thing. So given that's, that's the try.
1: course direction of part six, and we've got these two highlights, which what's the challenge from here, Erica?
0: I don't think you said your highlight. You mean my two highlights? Oh, you want my Ah. two highlights?
1: My two highlights in the last 12 months, one of them has been Amy starting.
0: That's true. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Oh, Amy. (laughs)
1: Amy's sitting in the room at the moment. But my two highlights would be that watching the systems grow and Mm. watching the focus of the business. I know initially I was feeling a bit nervous about narrowing it right down to that focus and you were feeling pretty confident about it. But watching the business is slowly moving towards a model that isn't as tenuous with clients Mm. where we're reliant on one or two clients to produce most of the income Mm. and that from a business standpoint that's now risk is now being spread and also i can see how we can plan now for those things one of the other things is a highlight which has only happened recently is the diversification of our product so moving a, a little bit away not much a little bit away from the ngo space and then into a space which is more private sector. Yeah. And seeing how we could develop that private sector work. Yeah. So they're probably the two highlights. I know that we're not quite out the other side yet, but I can see the end of the tunnel, which is also, i mm-hmm. will we'll pick a third highlight. I can see the end of the tunnel here and I like what I can see. And certainly we're just about to go off to Adelaide and start to explore some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. good. And we have a great team too. Yeah, There's definitely. not the same level of stresses in the team anymore.
0: Yeah. And actually, on that, I actually have a third highlight I want to share too. But I think definitely, like we finished the the last financial year twenty two twenty three in quite an unknown area of what the the following financial year would be. And I remember us I having a meeting with our accounting team, and the the question being posed to me: things aren't great, Eric, you've got to, you've got to pick someone to to lay off in in quarter one. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And it was like, figure it out. (laughs) And so we didn't have to lay anyone off. And it makes me really comfortable now knowing that we've, you know, with all the, you know, amazing clients who've, you know, committed to us for this financial year, we've been able to cover the wages for the entire financial year. Yeah. And we had that that covered by October. Yep. And cash flow is a different part of that, of course, but knowing that on paper, we've got all of the wages paid. Everybody.
1: Yeah. And talking feels about really good. cash flow, for anyone that's listening, it's, you're in a position where you, bit of paper says you're doing really well, but you're still playing catch up from the previous yep. year. So, yep. you know, it's a period of 18 months that might take that catch up period, but all the key pillars are in place, Yeah, which which is the important thing, yep. you know, like, and like any business, it's all about the product you totally. serve up.
0: Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I don't agree in just hiring people. To cut costs, I don't agree with it um, because particularly in a professional services sector, and this was the argument I made at the time, was that the more people we lose, the less product we can deliver. You you know,
1: I've actually got a (laughs) fourth (laughs)
0: highlight.
1: Moving away from Linux, away from, yeah. That's true. um, We were very much an Ubuntu shop and nothing wrong with that. And for anyone that's listening, might be an engineer, but I tell you what, playing around with those PC laptops and forever having problems with them and microphones not working and plugins not working. With the new tools that we've got, we've moved back. To Mac. Back to Macintosh, back to our roots where we can now run laptops that don't need as much grunt. Yeah. And the team is very happy. They're very stable. Of course, we've got some PCs in the mix as well.
0: Yeah, Ross has still got a PC, and we've said he has to sort himself out if things go wrong there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but it's, it's,
1: it's been nice to move back to Mac. Really true, has been actually. because I don't hear those complaints anymore about Ubuntu crashing or people having to go and jump into their kernel and BIOS and blah, 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 yeah, blah, you know,
0: download and a widget strange. to use your microphone. Yeah, I know. It's just... So
1: it's, it's been, and I, I would imagine productivity and satisfaction has gone well, up by the team.
0: Yeah,
1: and we've got, also got some other big news. Are we moving away from Docker? Is it, what are we doing?
0: Potentially. Potentially. TBD. Okay. We are we are re looking at the way we do continuous improvement and containerization. So okay. We are
1: well. That's exciting. No, there's anything yeah. wrong with Docker. but no, it's but certainly it's and, and deployments and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, will yeah. Be looked at as well. Yes,
0: yeah, so that's definitely the goal for this this calendar year is to move to a simpler CI/CD setup and to have a deployment process that even non technical people like myself and Amy could make a deployment
1: fine. Yep. yep,
0: that's the end goal.
1: But th- I think that's also a goal of being an employer of choice as well. Yeah, in that that's scene. true. So like where your onboarding becomes less of a headache and there's less of the secret source that you actually have to learn. Well, that, yeah. that would be my other observation. In the Last twelve months is that idea of information being locked in people's heads, secret source, and all those things mm-hmm. is now not a thing. Yep. which is really good, which means the team feels empowered to make decisions. Yeah. So what's on the horizon? We're off to Adelaide on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, hopefully there's not a big break in the podcasts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess the next kind of the the plan forward for the next 12 months, next 14 months is to, yeah, to really refine that the CICD process that we have internally and to simplify that is definitely like a really big goal and I think another really big goal is to one continue to sustain the current clients that we have and I also really want to level up our customer service I think that now we've got enough systems in place and we've got processes developed I really want to develop like a an excellence in our customer service with our clients that's really where I'm invested in going and that's where I'm doing a lot of research out of hours and how to bring that into the software industry because it's not an industry known for prioritizing the user or the customer. And I think particularly when you are paying agency rates, including our rates, if you're paying six figures for a product, you don't want to be treated like a piece of dirt. And definitely don't do that anymore. Bye. You don't treat people like pieces of dirt. Things still cost six figures, but I do want to just level it up into in to take the anticipation of client needs to the next level.
1: And I think client needs are probably going to um, keep going up. I so said, particularly with AI products like ChatGPT coming yep. onto the market in the last year, the idea of SaaS products will probably go, it was the fit place to be, but I actually think custom apps because of AI will actually extend. And I think yeah. the, the access to what you can build yourself will become more. And I also think that this idea of bespoke, like 12 months ago, we were considering what we were going to do in the SaaS product world. And now it's the custom product world, the bespoke world is Mm -hmm. actually where you should be. And that's what people want. And working with SaaS products and bringing those SaaS products into our environment and having a much more collegiate sort of approach to people's organizations, I can see that in the, well, I can see it happening right now, which is perfect for Art6 to be in that position. Yep. We're off to Adelaide and. How about we do a shout out for the team?
0: Yeah, sure. So um, we've got Jaya? Yeah, we've got Jaya in the team who's in Adelaide. and We've got Chris. Getting married. He's getting married next weekend, end of February, if you're listening later. We've got Russ still in Adelaide with us, which is great. Sydney, Sam here in Alice hanging out with his three birds. So if you are a client of ours and you are on Zoom calls with us, yes, that is a bird that keeps landing on Sam's head. And yeah, so they join us at our daily stand-ups every day. And of course we've got Amy and then yourself. Um, myself and Brad in the Aleph's office and Scuba, Brad's dog, is still here every day greeting any clients that do come in person.
1: So give us a hoy if you're out there. If you're listening to this, if you're looking to join a team like Hut6, uh, yeah. we're always looking for talented people. We never know what's going to happen to us in terms of projects and clients. We're having some very interesting discussions with clients at the moment about future work. And also looking at some of the older products. And you mentioned Debt before, so definitely on that road too. Yeah. So we might wrap it up here, unless you've got anything further to say, Erica?
0: No. No CEO Brad.
1: (laughs) We'll wrap it up. Uh, I've got no idea what podcast number this is, but we've had a massive break. Um, I promise that if you were a fan or if you've just found us, we're back and we'll be doing this again on a monthly basis. So signing out. For the invisible skyscrapers that are now visible, as Eric said. <laughs> Until next time.
0: Great, thanks. The Invisible Skyscrapers podcast is proudly sponsored by Hut Six, innovating a future for all. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe on all of our podcasting platforms and give us a share, like, and follow on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if there's anything you want us to cover in one of our episodes, Send us a line or leave a comment and we'll get back to you.